0: Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archive, from the London Underground song to looking a bit like Ben Whishaw, let's sit at the grand piano of Adam Kay and his bum notes. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, I'm Ewan Spence, I'm up here in Edinburgh, which for August is the home of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, and for the rest of the year it's still the home of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, it's just that we don't have the entire population of North London descending on us uh, to get a taxi cab down to the BBC and join me on the podcast, but... There's still a podcast going on for this year, we're carrying on weekly shows after our daily extravaganza from the fringe. So, with nearly two decades of shows and about a thousand interviews, it's a chance for us to just explore a little bit of the history. I've talked before about the podcast archive giving us a window into the past where the recognisable names of today were still figuring their artistic lives out. That's so much true in the case of Adam Kay. The London Underground song, a breakout viral hit in 2005 before we really knew what a breakout viral hit actually was. That song was his first taste of fame. It took the classic formula of a well-known song with some Sputty and farcical lyrics grafted on the top. And hilarity ensues as the London Underground smashed into going underground from the jam. And that led to notoriety. Uh, a lot of name recognition, and some under-the-radar cabaret shows at the Fringe starting in 2006. We join Adam in 2012, having moved to a larger venue, an honest-to-goodness grand piano being used, and a mix of songs and storytelling settling into that role of Fringe favourite. So, multiple years of sellout shows in Edinburgh are to follow along with nationwide tours as well. Since 2012, Kay's performing career has grown, as has his literary career – His third book was published this year, The Story of a Medic Who Ran Out of Patients. Kay was originally trained as a doctor. And this followed on from 2019's Twas the Night Shift Before Christmas. But it was his first book, This Is Going to Hurt, that started the new period in his career. Sunday Times bestseller, selling over a million copies, and won numerous Book of the Year awards. Kay adapted the book for a seven-part BBC series which aired at the start of 2022 with Paddington Bear's Ben Whishaw taking on the now fictional role of Dr Adam Kay in a show that mixed comedy, drama and politics through a frank and honest look at the National Health Service. But back in 2012, much of this was ahead of Adam. So it's August and the job is to get through the fridge. In this interview, I talk with Adam a little bit about his life as a doctor, the move into performing, when going with a big four venue venues, the right choice for an artist, and how the fringe could benefit him throughout the whole year. So, back to 2012, back to the Pleasance, back to Adam Kay's bum notes. And remember, the show's finished. Don't try and get tickets. So, Adam Kay joins us once more on the podcast,
1: still singing smutty songs. Still singing smutty songs, yeah, it's a hobby that's completely got out of hand to the extent that it's now my, my job when I feel obliged to spend every August swearing
0: at strangers uh, north of the border. Now, career-wise, what an interesting path, because when we first met you, you are just finishing your final year at King's University...
1: I was, it was a, I was at medical school at uh, Imperial in, uh, in London. I just put my foot in it because they hate each other. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my career path wasn't isn't a, a standard one. I, I qualified as a doctor and I worked as one of those for a few years. And, uh, and then I, I gave it up to do this. As you can imagine, my parents are delighted about this. Um, but, uh, no, it's all, uh, it's, all going, it's all going good. And I um, much prefer being a comedian because I can drink at work. Sorry, I can drink at work legally. I could always drink at work, obviously. But uh, yeah, and here we are. For,
0: I think it's my sixth year at the Fringe. What was it like that decision point where you went? I need to decide, doctor or comic? Doctor or comic?
1: It was a, it was a difficult one, clearly, because uh, you know being a doctor um, meant I had a regular salary. I was still in the will, um, but uh, but clearly the, uh, the the comedy path um, had a lot more benefits for me and that it was it's what I actually wanted to do and I went part-time for a couple of years and then when I turned 30 um, a couple of years ago I decided to completely drop the medicine. I thought if I don't do it now I never will and happily
0: at time of press it hasn't been a disastrous decision can you go back to medicine is it, is it an easy enough career to return to because obviously if you're a secretary or working as a bank clerk it would be easy to drop back in the job but medicine there's there's formal form regulation isn't there
1: well i'm if you're a doctor you're a doctor say you've done, your, you've done your degree and i've done my my specialty training following that i think given the length of time i've been away i probably have to have some sort of remedial course or i have to to prove to someone that i haven't completely forgotten Uh, everything I was taught and just being left with half-remembered semi-facts but uh, I think, you know if I end up going back to medicine it means because something's gone rather wrong in comedy and certainly at the moment everything's going quite nicely So uh, this year's show is called Amateur Transplants Adam Kay's Bum Notes and uh, it's up in the Pleasance 4th in the courtyard um, every evening at
0: 7pm. So what's your reaction like now? Do you, do you consider yourself as an established Edinburgh presence? You know, you, you said, oh, I'm going to be up here every August, but do you think the audience has that impression as well? well. This is the second year
1: of, of six that I've been in one of the main venues. Previously, I was in a, um, a kooky little bar called Medina, now, uh, now rebranded to something else. Um, so for the first few years I came up, it was just my sort of little secret. Um, I would plug the show to my mailing list, it would all sell out in advance I turned up did two gigs a night and then went home and I assume this was a normal way of doing it um, but that's actually quite an abnormal way of doing it so I because of the nature of that um, no one sort of knew I came up because I didn't need to do any publicity didn't even have any flyers made um, but the last couple of years I've, um, I've been up with a proper promoter and doing it on a much grander scale with you know, the peasants' courtyard flyering teams big grand piano And um, so now I'm... It feels like my second year of doing Edinburgh properly.
0: A lot of people, when they look at Edinburgh, and especially on the comedy side of things, going on about, oh, you shouldn't be spending money on posters, you shouldn't be coming up with a production company. I think Bob Slayer was along the lines of anybody who goes along to one of those big venues has been very badly advised. But by the sounds of it, you're completely happy with the decision. Um, The sort of show I'm
1: doing, I couldn't do anywhere but in a big venue. I (laughs) need... I need a grand piano to be tuned, mic'd up in a, in a room that holds you know, the best part of 300 people. I don't know how else I could do that um, in, in anything but one of the main venues. So that's the decision I've made. And um, I'm pleased to know there's an audience happy to, to come to this. And um, I do very much like and support um, the big venues. For example, the Pleasants where I'm playing. You know if you go into the Pleasants Courtyard... All the shows have been vetted, and you can go into any room of which there are many at any time, and you will have a good time. So, um, as much as as much as the free fringe is a wonderful thing and very good for Edinburgh, and it's injected a lot of life into the fringe, and it will only get bigger. There isn't that degree of uh, it sort of guarantee as to what you're going to get I've seen some very good things um, on the free fringe but I've seen some bad stuff and um, so there's, there needs to be room for both um, both to exist side by side and I think no one in the, the free fringe would begrudge the existence of the big venues and likewise the other way around. I'm sure they're both happy to exist. They each bring a different sort of person to the city and offer different things for different people. I'd suggest there are very few people who attend Edinburgh and all their shows are free or all their shows are paid for. People um, have a mixed bag. It gives me the opportunity to to spend 12 quid twice a day and spend £0 pounds twice a day and then whatever I give in the bucket it's, uh, it's a nice mix okay.
0: So what does Edinburgh do for your
1: career then? As a comedian to some extent you have to come to Edinburgh to prove that you're still working I've spoken to people who've taken a year off the fringe and then if I'd uh, um, colleagues asking if they're still doing comedy. So to some extent it's that. Another extent it's um, increasing profile. You know the entire industry pops up for this these strange few weeks, and it's an opportunity for you know people who book festivals and people who book clubs and whatever to, to see who might not have had the opportunity to see you live before. Um, also, um, it's a chance for me to see all my friends once a year and uh, and enjoy their enjoy their shows, and it has, has resulted in, in lots of things even the strange lunchtime spots I've done three years ago have resulted in recurrent bookings, in, uh, you know, for, for corporate gigs, and uh, have been booked, I've been booked for lots of things as a result, so I, I think it's genuinely important as your shop front as a comedian mm. for the year
0: And over the year, you break even on the costs incurred from an
1: Edinburgh show? certainly when you're starting out you definitely do need to make the decision i'm spending x thousand pounds coming to edinburgh um and then you have to recoup that somehow but luckily i'm now a few years in and i know that um whilst it not, might not be my most profitable month whilst it might not be my most profitable month of all time it's it's not going to cost me there we go Add a not to one more when the show is on I'm playing every evening at the Pleasance Courtyard, Pleasance Fourth, and it's called Amateur Transplants. Adam Kay's bum notes. Now, unfortunately, we can't get a grand piano in here, can we? I think we might need to. I think we need to, might need to run some audio. Yes, so the, the, the magic of the
0: podcast. Shall we? Let's let's, let's choose one of your favourites, shall we? Let's hear a bit of Lady Gaga. Uh.
1: Tell you how to make a cup of tea. You boil up a kettle till it's 100 degrees. Then pour it on a tea bag and add some UHT. Then you put in sugar, candorel or Hermasitos. Uh, 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 uh. Now take a spoon and with it stir your drink. Uh, 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 uh. Remove the spoon and put it in the sink. Always take out the spoon, cause otherwise it will poke your face. Always take out the spoon, cause otherwise it will poke your face. p poke your face. Po-po-po-po-po- That's all i got on that one. If you say pin number instead of just pin, I will make you feel dumb when I suddenly butt in with my great advice that you have just said number twice. Do you know that, baby, I... I just want to help your English. I'm not being nasty. Grammar, grammar Nazi. Criticising everything you say, you know that I'll be a grammar, grammar Nazi.
0: Adam K. there recorded in 2012 to promote his musical comedy show Bum Notes. And yes, tickets are not available for Bum Notes anymore, some 10 years later, but Adam is still out there touring, so you can get tickets for his latest show, which is This Is Going to Hurt More. Details on that, the dates, ordering tickets and such like, are on Adam's website, adamk.co.uk. It's a nicely quite rhythmical there uh, his third book the story of a medic who ran out of patience is on sale as well in the usual outlets and we will have links to all of those bits and pieces on our website enverfringe.thepodcastcorner.com Thank you all for listening that's another week of the archives brought out to highlight one of those artists at the early stage of their career to a career that we now has built into so much more 10 years later in this case and uh, we'll have more from the archives uh, next week and the week after that and the week after that if you want to keep listening great and if you want to help a little bit more you can leave a star rating for us in the classic fringe fashion apple Podcasts will take that spotify will i think there's an option lurking in google and many of the other apps have a sort of like or a rating button so please do look down at your screens and consider doing that just now it helps other people find the show and i'll be back next week with another classic interview from the edinburgh festival fringe i'm ewan spence for now. you've been listening to the edinburgh fringe show hosted by Ewan and spence produced by the podcast corner listen to more from the fringe at edinburgh Com.